Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Watching me! Unpress your lips, Jeff Lipton. No, that's what I do. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Lips Af- Black List After Buzz After Show. If you pursed your lips, you just said it right. <laughs> I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined by the by the always snarky Joe Sanfilippo. It's nice to be here with you guys. I mean, always lovely and beautiful. That's me. I hope. I hope. Julie Carey. Hi guys. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm uh, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm doing my thing and I'm I'm here doing the blacklist episode 14. 14? 15. Damn 15. It. Damn it. Episode 15, 113, uh the Drexel. The Drexel. Is he, is he the done? Drexel? Is it just Drexel? He's just Drexel. He's just Drexel. Drexel. Drop it. Like, Boom. Like Banksy. Yeah. He's like, the, he's like, like the evil Banksy. He is a Banksy. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Blacklist After Show. Uh, all you guys joining us on YouTube and iTunes, thank you very much. We're glad to have you here. All of our folks on the uh, on the chat rooms, Jenny and Marcella and Todd and uh, and, and, and Tyrant, thank you so much for uh, Joe's Fortis. Thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're, we're happy to have you here. Okay. Uh, I do want to get one little bit of personal business. Not, not so much personal business. Just one, one little bit of business out of the way. Um, so we've been doing the Blacklist for three seasons now. Mm-hmm. This is season three. We've been doing um, podcasts for After Buzz as a group for almost it's almost it's almost four years now. Is it really? Yeah, it's been a long time. Would you look at that? We you know we, we kind of do our thing and um, we have a unique way of doing it, uh, which is we, we're all friends, we know each other very well, we watch the show, we sort of recap the show in our own very in our, in our own way, uh, with our own sensibilities, and it may not be to everyone's liking, um, but we've done, I don't know, I would say hundreds of thousands of uh, views on YouTube and millions of views on and listens on iTunes, and some people like us, some people don't, and we will continue to do what we want to do, but I will say this, we're probably not going to change the way we do it. And and I know some people don't like us. I'm talking to you, Jasmine Delight. It's totally fine. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do what we do. And, and those of you who do like what we do and how we do it, thank you very much. If not, I'm, there, I'll say this out loud. There are other podcasts, <laughs> Blacklist podcasts, that, will, that, are, that are just straight down the line giving you info. Yeah, I said it. No, he did. He said it. I heard it. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're, we're recapping our way. And we love the show. And we're very happy to be here and talk about the show. So there's that. So thank you for those of you who are joining us and who do love us for us. Anyway, Just how about for that? Just being us, loving us the way we are. So, Marsha Rostova is 100% alive. Yeah. So is Katarina Rostova. I mean, that's what I meant. <laughs> Katarina Rostova is 100% alive. This is why people don't like us. This is why. 
We don't get the information right. It's the person. Katarina Rostova is 100% alive. Yes, she is. Uh, <laughs> we know Masha, they both are. Masha and, and yeah. Katarina. Um, that is, uh, I mean, that, that's a kind of a cool bombshell at the end. I'm kind of starting, starting with the end. We'll get into, uh, Banksy Drexel in a second here, but, um, that was kind of a dope, first of all, great painting by yeah. my man. I thought he was kind that's of a hack. Skills. I thought he was, kind of, he was kind of a hack at like staging death, you know, st- staging performance art dead people, but he's kind of a dope painter. Yeah. Right? He's got some skills. Well, yeah. I don't know that it's like staging of dead people, like the wine glass. I don't know that that was like the coolest. It like, worked for me. I thought it was great. All right, but uh, showed off the hipster boots and the the bird and and, and, the, and, and you know it's all there. <laughs> we talked about like we we all had our own interpretations of what we saw in that photo. I'm starting with the photo, by the way, and then they started the painting mm-hmm. at the end. Um, I saw it. And we all know it's Lizzie standing over Reddington's grave, mm-hmm. obviously. But we had all our all had our interpretations of what was in the hands. I'm interested to hear what you guys think as well. I thought it was blood. Like Lizzie's got blood, the blood of Reddington on her hands, and she's and that's that. And and you thought it was. I thought she was throwing dirt on the grave, as oh. you do traditionally at a funeral. Throw right. dirt on the grave. The, the dirt throwing. throwing. The dirt throwing. Right. That's what they call it. You thought they call? Yeah. And you thought and her hands no. were melting. What's that? You I thought, thought she melting. was melting. I thought the idea being that... No, that's what I think. I think you that got existential. That, that, that she's being uh, melted, erased by him. Oh. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Or, or maybe maybe she's throwing dirt, you know. I got little... Traditional dirt throwing. <laughs> traditional dirt hey, throwing, man. guys. Uh, I can't. No, I mean, he's an existential artist who kills people for art and definitely goes with the traditional dirt throwing. Right. Whatever. So now we know what... <laughs> Don't hit me. Don't stab me. I've seen you stab people. You've yes. seen me stab people. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what happened to poor Nando, by the way. Oh, Nando. <laughs> Nando. Sorry. R.I.P. No, Nando, uh, we, we miss you. Nando is, is alive and well, by the way, folks. We wonder about Nando. Ran Nando. the marathon last week. Nando yeah, ran the marathon it. last week. He's, he's he's doing well. He's uh, you know working over at uh, another place. There you go. He's working over Yahoo. He's at Yahoo oh, doing okay. his thing, and it's fine. And, and Nando loves us, and we love Nando. Yes. So, sorry. He misses you all. I didn't really um, stab him. No, Julie didn't stab. Not him. fatally, at least. <laughs> Not fatally. <laughs> Not in the most legal sense. Uh, so let's get into this episode. So we have, so we had, we ended the last episode with Tom, like sort of on his presumably maybe his deathbed. Like he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, he was in bad shape. That Tom They're killing Tom. They're not killing Tom. Nice Dude. try, Braz. He was in bad shape. I just gonna kill him this episode. Ooh. I said he's gonna, he's, he's gonna. Kill yeah, him. I like the way he hedges his bets. This way, if the, if the show goes for fifteen seasons and eventually he dies, he'll be like, I told you, oh, I told excuse you. Excuse me, yellow blouse, like. You're the you're the queen as of, of hedging bets. I would uh. say. Anyway, uh, no, I. But so we left him on, on, on that happening. We left that you know red saying, "Oh, this just gets worse and worse." Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out what this all means and how this is all ties into the larger picture. But before we do that, we have to be introduced to a new blacklister, blacklister number one thirteen. Mm-hmm. And Joe, you said before we hit hit the show that we've all agreed that the list is BS goofball. Right? The list is, the list, if it, if the numbers just disappeared tomorrow, I will not ask any questions. Right, just stop. Brr, brr. So it's you're fine. saying just the no no just secondary brr. Drexel. Although if you go to I NBC.com, mean, if, you, if you go to NBC.com, you go to the blacklist on NBC.com. They have all the blacklisters in in their numbers listed, and it's kind of a cool thing. They'll, they'll so they've they'll got like a board, right? They yeah, got the whole they got a big board. Yeah, like apprehended, deceased, at large. It's kind of cool. So it's kind of fun. To no, play that's along. fun. Yeah, I get that. That's fun. I just. I just can't see any rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not writing the show. I'm sh- Maybe there still is. You know what? At the very end of this, they may be like, see, boom. And they'll be like, oh, our bad. We oh. And I know. wonder if they'll be able to fill out because we're down to 113. So I wonder if 
they're going to be able to fill out the empty holes in the blacklist. Because obviously we have a top 10. I think seven was the highest. I have to look it up. Can't remember. We, we, can't we, remember. we got pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, but um, I think Tom was like high. What was Tom? I don't remember. Tom was like he was up way there. up there. I'll look, I'll look this up while, while one of you talk. But uh, so anyway, so we um, had to figure out the, 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 the Drexel is number one, four, 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 113. With this cool opening scene, we see us, uh, we now know as a sort of a uh, um, a dot com startup guy uh, talking on the phone about his sort of newly acquired money and his newly acquired house and then everything that's happening and he gets strangled uh, by a it's guy. his neck brokeified. Well, neck brokeified. <laughs> neck brokeified. I like that. I mean, that's that's that. I mean, that's different. Strangling takes time. Neck brokeification. That's true. That's and then he gets propped. It's up. a horrible sound, isn't it? <laughs> and then and then you got to be strong to do that. You can't. Yeah. You know, I mean, our boy Drexel is an artist, but he's not effing around. That no, takes a lot right. of torque. Drexel, by the way, kind of a scary guy. I think great, and who, I don't remember who played him. I didn't. I, don't, I didn't write it down. Should've terrific, been, terrific been you. guest star. Should have been you. No, I'm not that good. He was great. He yeah. had like the tortured and the yeah. scared and yeah. the. Oh, I thought he was in the great. eyes. It's all in the eyes with that guy. Prop so star was, man, Drexel. Uh, until he did the move, and, uh, and he, when he posed the guy up, and then he did the move. This move, I was like, oh. That's, that's like perfect. I thought that was kind of like much, but whatever. Yeah, well, he didn't. Get, come on, that wasn't his choice. And and okay. it set it up. He's an artist. He's taking. He's framing his his. He his is deal. framing his shot. He's framing his shot. His shot was framed. Uh, so I, I don't want to get into whether or not you know the performance art was any good or not. Like I, you know, I thought it was like I didn't whatever. But he posed this guy up. We later find out that he's doing this performance art. He's this underground, extreme underground artist named Drexel, Drexel who's clearly like a Banksy, as we've already re- referenced, who uh, is raging against the machine and, and, and letting his political views and, and everything else be known by these by these elaborate art pieces he does, usually involving someone's death. And um, we also find out that um, he is being, uh, he, he's he's not being promoted, but also being about to be interviewed by another super underground website called Rigby, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and Rigby's about to interview him, and the reporter Ramona is going to have access to him, they're going to interview him, and that's that. And that is a lead that, um, that ultimately leads them to find him. But I want to go back and... This whole world of the this this dark web world, like the the and this this this, this seems to be a, like a lot of things that seem to be coming up a lot in um, in pop culture. This is what's happening on Homeland with the whole like secret website and the Edward Snowden type person who's releasing the information and this underground world of the hackers. This is coming up obviously in Mr. Robot and some other things. I I, I think that like. I don't know if this is real or not. Well, is this, I mean, not that it matters, but I wonder, it makes me wonder, is this real? I'm just positing something entirely different. You know what's funny about it? I, I thought the same thing. And, and you know what? I, I sat down and I was like, well, I'm going to look up some of this dark web stuff. And then I had that moment. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. Right. Because there's, it, it, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nice uh, middle class kid who's not going to do anything to invite the FBI to kick down my door. Right. Gonna so, fall down that rabbit hole? No. Not interested. So it was, it was very interesting to kind of like, just to see, just, uh, I don't know, just a psychological experiment. Would you even, from the safety of your own house, try and find something on the internet that you knew to be really dark, nasty, and horrible? I, yeah. I was not interested. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I, I know people who do it. I know people who get like inhalers and other things. You know, for their asthma on the dark web. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, this. Oh man. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you about the dark. You web. tell me about it later on. Oh. Yes, I'll tell you about it later. It's dark. And it's webby. <laughs> anyway, um, so we'll get into more of that later. Then we have this uh, confrontation with with um, 
which which I love with Red and Lizzie, where where Lizzie's trying to find Tom. She hasn't heard from him. She's getting worried. She's asking Red about him, and he says, "I'm not your Tom problem. Tom is your Tom That's problem." That's a great line. It's the best line of the whole. But it's so true. It's, it's so true. It's, it's one of the best lines uh, I've, I've heard in a long time. He has a couple of those in there. He also said when he, the Jackson Pollock line is also good too. It's a good oh, line. Yes, that yeah, was a good line. Red, you know, Red's good for some good lines, by the way. Um, but before I continue to yap on, what did you guys think of this episode? What did, what did you think of the episode in general, Jim? I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I was in. I was involved. And and, and, and you know what? I, like I said, the the actor who played Drexel, who, whose name we got to look up because he was so solid. Um, I think he sold it because I think for a hot minute there when it when it first started, his name is Daniel, Daniel London. Daniel London. Daniel London. Woo! Uh, so so Daniel is. I mean uh, Daniel London. Uh, excellent, excellent work. And you know, like I said, he he made the character work. Uh, and he made the whole, the whole episode work because if he wasn't, if, if he wasn't right, if he'd been overly dramatic or uh, or, or undershot it or whatever, it, the whole thing would have felt really forced and really creepy and weird and off. But you, you, I bought him. I thought he was great. I thought that the casting was terrific. I thought his size and the way he played the character was right. And uh, I think he made the whole thing work. Without if, if he'd been differently cast, I think it would have been a goofy episode. I think it was one of those ones that's fraught with danger, but it worked. Did you like the episode? I did. Me? Uh, yeah, I did actually like the episode. I agree with you on the casting on Drexel. Also with the casting of Edelson. Isn't that our guy from Homeland Season 1? No, not him. Really? Pretty sure. You're talking about Tom? The guy who, the guy who plays... Uh, that's not him. Brody's buddy? No? I don't think that's him. I don't know. Look that one up. Okay. Anyways, whether or not it was, um, I thought he was really solid as well. I thought John he did Edelson. a great job. Um Aside from that, I do like some of the, the, the fun things that they dropped in on us, the things about Katarina and the fact that he called her an enemy, which is really yeah. revealing. That was extremely revealing. Think, All this I think, time, I think we've been working on the assumption that, that yeah. they're, they're somehow that they're in cahoots. Somehow in cahoots, whether they're it's cahooting. in love or they're working together, but to refer to her as an enemy, that was a huge bombshell. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun. I enjoyed She's- Red in this episode. I enjoyed Dembe, as always. I'm so happy that Tom survived. Usual Lizzie waffling, but I'm used to it now. I'm going to stop complaining about it. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. Scream I, at you in the streets, and I'm going to kiss you in an art exhibit. Oh, I, okay. I want to take the there. time to... Maybe I'm going to complain well, about it. Sorry. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, I just said I wasn't going to, and then no, I did. But no, that's it. It's, it's done. You know? you know what? Props? I don't understand. Okay. okay hold Actually, on. hold on. No. He goes... No. Tom goes Uh-oh. on this huge heist, Here we steals go. tens of millions of dollars worth of diamonds, and she go. gives no shits. None whatsoever. Hey, she man. gets no shits about it. Well, She's just willing to accept him anyway. She loves him. I, I think they've gone beyond uh, beyond all that. They've moved on to a whole different level of, of functioning. Um, like, it's the most unhealthy thing I've ever seen, and all she wants is this healthy, so you're stable, if, if adorable Eric, little relationship. So if Eric came home and he was like, honey, I just stole, stole $10 million with the diamonds, you wouldn't be like, let's go off to Bora Bora. You'd be like, oh my God, this is a terrible thing you did. Our relationship is in jeopardy because you have no moral compass and you just stole $10 million Well, that's and Eric, and he's a really nice guy. He is a really Tom nice guy. Tom has beaten her up. She's tried to kill him. She's, ha- I mean, like... So if you, were, if you were analyzing this as a as a as a therapist, you would probably start to wonder if 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 Lizzie is, is is right with the world if her head is right. I understand that makes sense. I want to say props to Megan Boone 
uh, because she is very pregnant and she's covering a very very heavy workload. And she's you know you got it when when you're that pregnant you're starting out in the morning you're tired everything everything's a little bit harder than it normally is and you're carrying I mean the the, the hours you know the hours that, that that they're putting in on that set are huge yeah and she's doing all that very pregnant and 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 that cannot be easy and so props to her that that's hard work I'm impressed well that was nice of you yeah. Also, I have to say, when did Wrestler get so effing judgy? He in the last few episodes, he's he had one little scene way. where he said something super quippy and super judgy about the and adoption. Today was super sexist, or last night's was how like what did he say? Something about like she's gonna change her mind. Every woman has an inherent need to have a child. <laughs> he did. He said some 1963 shit, didn't he? <laughs> that's, that's pretty consistent with who, with yeah, who, but it was, with it's, who he it's, is. It's unexpected. You don't really hear that in 2016 on television. Last like, week he was saying, really? no, he would never give his child up for adoption. Yeah, oh, God. I've noticed I didn't see any of you at church on Sunday. I'm really concerned <laughs> about where you were. Uh, uh, so I, I will okay, say I'm this. I'm done with my rant. I, well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to equally rant because it goes without saying we're, we're, we're on record of how we feel about Lizzie Keene as a character. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I, I do want to read something. Uh, Jody Walker does these excellent recaps in EW, um, which we all probably all read and we all, we all read as well. Uh, Jody Walker does a recap and she, or he, Jody is a, a she, uh, does this, um, has this thing about Liz and, 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 and it talks about perfectly what we're talking about and read it. Um, a- after she finds out that Tom's in the hospital and the whole thing, and she goes out to find when, when she confronts Red in the street, you know, mm-hmm. she says, uh, Liz then sets out to find Red and scream at him like a teenager who's mad at her dad for messing up her first date with a boy. While I appreciate the sentiment, I am, uh, no, I am not your Lizzie <laughs> to, no, I'm not your Lizzie to control and be told what to do. It's pretty misguided. Uh, to think that Red's, it's Red's fault when Tom nearly got himself killed by his ex-girlfriend during a diamond heist. Of course, um, of course Liz didn't know all the details until Red told her. He also adds that Tom is reckless and he's not worthy of being her husband, blah, 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 uh, and, and not worthy of being her husband and sure as hell not worthy of raising a child. I add on a small cheer from my couch. Now, that's how I felt. Like she, you know, yeah. if Jody's cheering from her couch and she's, uh, doing these, these, these recaps from EW and Jody's pointing all these things about Lizzie, it's not just us. I just want to say, so don't feel bad. Thank God. It's not just us. <laughs> Thanks, Jody. <laughs> like every, 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 everyone, everyone is, 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 is sick of Lizzie's, like, you know, defiance towards Red. Um, but, Again, I, mean, I, I, I props to the writers and everything else because it it, it it was it didn't last like they like Red was able to we'll get to this in a second but she did come back around she didn't sort of stick at this like I hate you Red and which it seems to be well because then he saved Tom's ass yes he did so now I love you again Red uh, so just get to just get to these plot points so um, the Drexel's doing his thing uh, the Rom Rom finds out um, about this super secret. Uh, NSA spy rare called Rat Remote Remote Access Trojan, mm-hmm. which uh, has somehow been leaked, which is allows people to you know access uh, all kinds of cameras, webcams, and everything else, and see what's going on. Uh, they immediately go to the NSA to check out if that tech exists. They he tries to deny it, and then says it does, and it's a big deal, and it's been leaked. So, um, so we have you know this out on, on uh, it's it's out in the open. You know the, the tech's out in the open. He then tracks it to a a guy. Um, name uh, Aaron uh, Mar- 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 
Aaron Mulgrew. Mulgrew, yeah. Uh, who who he finds. <laughs> I can't these names. No, that was such a good scene. That was hilarious. Yeah, man. it was a great scene. Like, like somebody's about to lose their job. I, right. I, 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 gotta, I gotta go. I yeah, I mean, that, that, that foot, that's a good foot chase. Even through, through the cubicles. It's almost yeah, he's fast, like, man. He's, going, he's, he's like, tipping over file cabinets. Yeah. Right? He's like taking a piece of paper, throwing it at him like a flying piece of paper. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna stop wrestler. <laughs> You know, it's like it was really comedic, and then the, and then the thing he keep, does a key card oh, closes so the door, slick. and then he gets navabied. Boom! Yeah. Oh, gets she navabied the shit out of him. Nav- <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool little fun scene. Yeah, so. like, I went back. I went back and watched it a couple times. So I laughed. Yeah, out loud. Like, like it was very comedic. Him running through there and like throwing staplers at him and stuff. Like, and, and the look on his face too when he closed the gate, like the triumph, like the nerd triumph. It was like, ha ha, and then yeah, bang. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, he <laughs> the then, nerd triumph. So then he also comes off as this, he turns out to be another like sort of Edward Snowden character. Yeah, a great and, character. Which, 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 but this is, the, I, I've seen a lot, I, mean, I watch a lot of TV, so these, these, these characters Who are you? Pop- no. They're, they're popping up in every one of my shows. I know. Every one of my shows, it's like, the information has to be... I mean, Homeland did a whole season about it, you know? But I think that's good. I think that's... I, I love the, the idea... The new Bourne movie's about that. I love the <laughs> idea of setting up this idea... Uh, setting up... Uh, creating a new archetype hero. Uh, or anti-hero, however you, however you want to say it. Somebody or villain. Well, I, yeah, I guess it depends on your point of view. But somebody who's who's looking at, at technology like that and going, this this really should not be. And I uh, I really I agree. I think that's terrifying shit. Yeah. So the answer isn't just to like release it into the world. No, I'm not that's saying. That, but I like the idea that there's a, that there's a uh, that there's uh, a tech uh, a tech uh, genius of conscience. And I, and I think it plays very nicely into what Tim Cook is doing right now with Apple, saying, "Oh, we're not going to give, mm. we're not going to build a back door into the iPhone, right. so that you guys can look at, uh, so you guys can do that, because that once that's built, that's built." Although we yeah. digress, John McAfee, who's come out and saying, "I got a team of hackers, this is real, who can crack that thing." So, hey, Apple, so tell you what, government, I'll hack it. Well, that's McAfee, right? Hasn't that, hasn't that been his business model since yeah. Jump? That little bastard, I yeah. can't stand those people. Uh, so, I mean, he's got a guy, he's, and this is—I mean, we're digressing, but this stuff is real because McAfee's got—he's describing his band of hackers. And it's out of, really out of movies. Like I've got a guy with a twenty-four inch green mohawk. I've got a guy with ten inch gauges. I've got a guy with tattoo faces, face, face, face tattoos, and they'll work for half a million dollars. I'm like, is this this is like out of a movie? No, it's madness, man. And 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 that was his whole business model. Uh, sorry, last thing I'm going to no, say about sorry. it because I had PC for years until I switched to Apple about I don't know about eighteen years ago, maybe nine years ago, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. The point I'm making. How many years did you have to upgrade McAfee, 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 and keep paying him because he kept coming up with new threats that only he could... St- anyway, never mind. All right. All right. Mafia, gangster we, BS. We digress. But yeah. Be a so, shame if something should happen to your hard drive. So, uh... So my man... Is that... So that, man, was, that was McAfee the gangster. Okay, that's the gangster. So <laughs> my, my man Aaron got uh, got Navabi, and, and, and in his uh, questioning, he found out that the that this technology does exist, it is real, and then this is also where we find out that from from Ron that someone's watching them at that very moment, mm-hmm. which is which is you know kind of a cool moment, um, which is why you play our song. Uh, meanwhile, Red is out doing his own investigation, trying to find out how to get to this uh, Ramona chick, and so he tries to go to a sh- sushi chef who serves uh bluefish well it's what called the foho fugo kimo fugo kimo fugo kimo fugo kimo yeah which is the liver of a blowfish <laughs> yes yeah now this is real right yes. yeah this is real this is real why someone would want to do this i don't understand hold your breath for a minute your hands tingle and you're fine <laughs> you're good. this will kill 30 people 
But if I cut it just right, like, I'll give you a total tingling on your lips. And there you go. You want to roll the dice, my man? Let's do it. Oh, I've never felt tingling on my lips before. What is that like? <laughs> no, thank you. What the fuck? No, thank you. But it's a real thing. It's yeah. a real thing. And people pay big money. And it better be goddamn mother effing delicious. It's not. I'm sure That's the it thing. tastes <laughs> like shit. <laughs> the <Right>. thing. <laughs> it better be the best thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, if you don't love the that it's going to be <laughs> I I don't understand. So anyway, so stupid. That's the best uh, thing. Thank you, sir. That'll be thirty-seven thousand dollars. I have no understanding of this. Yes, yes. Cash or uh, gets in the card. Thirty-seven thousand, please. Yeah, Anyways, we, we are going to charge a three percent fee. Finds the chef, tracks down uh, Ramona. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going to her house. Ramona comes down, and um, you know, not no pants. Who needs pants? Listen. That 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 adds a lot to the scene. It's very clear that he broke into the house while she was asleep, and he waited for her. I, did, I, I didn't mind at all. He well, probably made coffee. Yeah. I he often leave my pants downstairs. I okay. really do. I all get right. it. There it is. Oh, pants. Pants. Uh, <laughs> she comes downstairs, downstairs and uh, Red's waiting. And again, and we and we that was a scene we've seen so many times. And I, I wonder about like him and Dimbe how, how that routine they have worked out. And you kind of saw a little bit of it when uh, the guy, the, the bouncer, the bouncer, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. awesome. Yeah. And when he's got to see Dimbe because he's never Red's never really worried about anything because Dimbe has his back, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, the the so often. Red's move is to like does he arrange the chair? I want to see I want to see him prepare to that moment when someone walks down and Red's already sitting on the chair with a glass of Merlot or whatever. Well, that's doing. not any fun. You can't see or him prepping the moment. And you see him just like lift. Maybe he goes to lift I the table. I want to see what moment. You see yes. Red? Oh, I want to see like now. No. Dimbe, she should be coming down the stairs here. Can we position this chair? Arrange the furniture. And you be there. <laughs> well, you know, out that's the deal, right? That's yeah. gotta be. And then you be there out of sight with the gun. And right when she looks, you need to come up and brandish the gun. And I'll, and I, you know, whatever. it's always a cool movie. You've seen it so many times. Anyway, it would be like that that SNL sketch with Steve Martin back in the day where he played James Bond on his own dime. Did you ever see that sketch? No. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's hilarious. He's at this, this, this uh, it's Sting is in it. If you have a chance, check it out. Okay. It's basically okay. behind the scenes, like if, if it was really on, uh, if James Bond was spending his own money. Right. It's like, oh, no. How about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would love to. So she comes downstairs. Uh, he does a you know great you know, red-ish monologue about red stuff, and then he then outs her. I love her father was the patio king from Costa Mesa. Exactly, Rachel so Hobbs good. outs her as Rachel so Hobbs. Good. And you know. you're like, oh wait, I must know her. Costa yes. Mesa. We're, we're, wait a minute, where'd you go to school? We're, we're near, we're near enough to Costa Mesa for all you folks who are watching who aren't in Los Angeles. Uh, it makes perfect sense. We, when we find out that Ramona yeah. is really Rachel Hobbs from Costa Mesa, yeah. the three of us went, of course! Genius. <laughs> that was great. Yes. Uh, I can tell you the guys that, what the guys she dated in high school looked yes, like. Yes, we Every one of them had sunglasses on their heads. We all know Rachel Hobbs from Costa Mesa. Oh. Every dad one is, of them died. Don't they? There's yes. something about the Orange County douche. It's a special thing. We're all like Oh, this. I cannot stand it. Oh, so God, bro, 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 bro. So her dad, her dad's a pedo. Bro. So, uh, Costa Mesa, bro. And I like that. Bro. And this, this is the thing I don't... I get it. Sorry. This, this is the thing I don't um, like about these things, too, because I keep I'm comparing these other shows. Is Like, they... They're trying to make some sort of statement about journalism versus online journalism versus, you know, these internet folks versus real journalists. And it seems like most of these shows I watch have a pretty specific point of view and a viewpoint of how they view a lot of these people. And I think it's a little unfair to some of my own personal commentary here. It's a little unfair. You know, I'm referring to Homeland. I'm referring to... uh, Well, you know, the companies uh, that that create the shows. House of Cards. I'm referring to this. And it's like... 
it, it's a weird sort of like you know. Well, there's an awful lot of crossover between between all the all the uh, all the, the, the what do you call it the media companies that make the TV and make the content and also uh, own the news corporations. Yeah. And it's almost like they're, the trying, they're trying to say something to us. But what, 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 what I think what they're trying to say without coming out and saying it is that they're responsible to say things that are actually true. Right. And they're fact checking. And everybody who wants to put something online can basically say whatever the hell they want. And there's no fact checking involved. Or if there is, they can say things that are true without saying the other half of it or without showing the complete picture. And then and then come out with it with a point of view, and it's I, I think that is irresponsible journalism, and I think it is, uh, and I think that's a fair point. Well, I but think it a, relates to clickbait culture it that does. I, he was sort of referring to. I understand all of that, but it's but it's not to say, and I knew, I do know some of these folks uh, that that there are some real journalists who do real 100%. journalistic shit and actually protect their sources and then check their sources and follow all the and they go to J School in Berkeley and went to all these different places and know their things, <laughs> and they're not all like a bunch of internet. They're not all like no, they're not uh, they're, you know uh, Hobbs from Costa Mesa. That's that's fair. You know, but at the same time, I do think it is fair also to say that that for every for every real live someone who's trying to make something happen and doing something on on on, on the internet and and keeping it all on on the uh, on the up and up on the on up and up and keeping everything fact checked and right, there's 50 people who don't, sure. and I think that that's fair. And I think that the idea now that you can basically plug all the words you want to into a font into a a structured program to make it look like a legitimate article is uh, I think it just it lends credibility. Because written word is written word, and we've given it so much credibility in our minds because if you've read it, generally speaking, that means somebody printed it and delivered it to you, so that means someone has vetted it. Now that's gone, and all they have to do is plug it into a program that makes it look like a legit article. And it's and and you know how many times have you looked at something on Facebook or on Twitter and you and you've read through it, you've read through the link, and you it, it's taken you another two or three minutes to figure out the whole article is BS, right? Because it's all it, you know. I, I think that's fair. I think the criticism is fair. Fair enough. So they he then makes Ramona take him to to meet Banksy to meet uh, my man uh, Drexel, and she does show up, and he. Um, you know, he sort of figures out that Reddington's on to like you know, Reddington, he saw Reddington and Reddington comes in and saves her and and then basically gets the information that he needs the whole time, which is who commissioned you to do this painting and and, and when how and where and what and so that's all he needed. And then he turned all he got was the delivery, right? That's all right. he got. Just right. the address. But he Just got the enough. Address. He got enough and turned over to the FBI. I will say this, uh, I also wanna um, come back uh for you, Joe Filippo, it's going back to the to the to the post office and the FBI. Um there were some moments here. There, there, there uh, we had a couple of moments where um, I forget when the first time was, but both there are two times in which um, Cooper called for the tag team. They called. For the yes, team. I thought of you too. Yes. And I, I, you know what I said? FBI, not WTF. Yes, I thought the same. It was thing. so good. It's I was like, look at that. So happy. Oh, yes. I was like, the grown-ups are in I'm charge. Trying. Remember, like who the thing got? I'm trying. I'm remembering. Uh, that here. made me so happy. That made because it, the uh, you know they 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 broke into uh, when they went to Drexel's pad. It yes. was I, I fully expected. Contact it to be, the New York field office. I'm like, wait, what? Now? Wait a second. <laughs> what did he just say? There's more FBI agents. Did than he just, did he just say contact the New York field office? <laughs> I love that. That you, was you so mean wrestler was not the first guy through the door. Ah. Uh. I, anyway, so my gratitude, I was so my happy. gratitude. I was so happy. So that, and then later when they raided, and then, so we, it comes to find out that obviously uh, they when they, they interviewed uh, our man uh, John Adelson the first time, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, blah blah blah. And then it turns out that they they were dirty, and they did they they did have um, 
they they had what they call a rat farm, yeah, you know, where they're you know getting off, identifying these rats and then growing them and then and and, and making them to assets so they can sell to people, sell right? Sell the feeds to people, um, sell the feeds to people. Uh, it's so, a very disturbing thought. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I don't like any of that. At I don't all. like any of it at all. It it's made a, me very uncomfortable. And you can see the point of view that the writers had when they called the technology rat. You know, the, yeah, the the rat. But uh, but but in that instance, we also saw the tech team again come in. Taking people down. Yep. In the rat farm. Blowing, so, blowing up, blowing people up. A I, lot was, of digital, a lot of digital splatter. A lot. There was one digital yeah. headshot I saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a, I'm like, oh, that's a headshot on, on TV. I don't know about you, but if I'm a programmer and I'm getting, ra- I'm, I'm not running. I was, hey, stop, yeah. hey, my bad. I didn't listen. I don't know. I just thought it was a job. I just got out of college. Yeah. And I, been, and I thought John was like, you can't do this. I'm like, dude, he just shot, they just shot four people. I'd shut up and sit down if I were Have you. a seat. <laughs> Have a seat, John. <laughs> like, not, not, knock it off. Well, yeah, one cop pulls a, pulls a sidearm on me. I don't know anything you want. You no, know, I would. Not, I'd, I'd be on the ground, spread eagle, like, right? do, you know, do, doing a... I do not have a gun. I do not have a gun. I do not have a gun. Snowblood flies in the pavement. I am not like, a threat you know, to you at all. Snow angels, thank you, in the pavement. Yeah, so, anyway. Snow butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> no. Whatever the kids call it. That's, that's the, that's, that's much less threatening. Snow angels could be scary, maybe, to a certain cop, but snow butterflies? Snow butterflies! These aren't snow angels, they're snow butterflies! I'm from Southern California. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what snow is. Don't shoot me, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. I don't under, haven't seen snow in in years. I don't understand what it is. I think if you tell a cop you're making snow butterflies, if you're laying on the concrete, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get drug tested. I think you're probably gonna have to blow into a tube. Oh, it is Chris Chalk, you're right. Thank you kindly. Oh, I mean, uh, that's I think that's Chris Chalk, the guy, but it's Chris, yeah, that's him. Thank you kindly. All right, like Still I said, from oh. the guy from Homeland. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just like you said. Uh, and from Newsroom, uh, Tom yeah, Walker. Newsroom. Tom Walker. Yeah, he was great on Newsroom, too. He was Gary, Gary, Gary Cooper, of all people, on Newsroom. He was in 12 Years a Slave, and he's on Gotham. He's also in something called Car- Complications, which I know. Our man's working. Yeah, he he's is. He's working. More than me, good for him. Oh, he's unjustified too. That's right. Anyway, so um, like Chris. Uh, so yeah, so they they got him. They shut down the rat farm. Mm-hmm. Right? Clearly, clearly, and that was that. So that so the rat farm shut down. Um, Red found out who the painting belonged to. I mean, where, not find out where to where to get the painting. Yes, right? from that and, idea. And, and, we, and, and we went out and he played that out. And we did that. Uh, I want to go back to the whole Tom thing. So Tom's, you know, on his deathbed, presumably, and. Conveniently, this is, what, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, this is where I got a little lost because I understand exactly what happened, but I understand it, this one little note I need to ask, ask a question on. So, presumably, uh, Nick is that his name? Mm-hmm. Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick. Is, 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 just happens to be in the yard. That's a coincidence. We, we, well, I mean, those are long yeah. shifts. I mean, the odds are no, not well, that bad. No, I know. No, I know, but, but like, so he's a ER doctor. So we, we, we presume that that's an accident. And then he goes in and, uh, treats Tom and realizes, oh my God, it's Tom. And so she calls Lizzie. Uh, Tom's in here, and the cops are going to come get him. And blah, and Lizzie freaks out, and does all her freakouts. And then later, when she goes in to figure, and she tells Red about it, and Red knew about the heist already. Mm-hmm. Which how did he know about that? How, that's my question. How did he know? He yes, he was tipped everything. off that Tom was there. I know, but is it like his underworld connections, but, or is it like what you're but suggesting? Nick said, "I told him." It's like, what did you know, Nick? Like. What this did you know besides weird. that Tom Ooh. was there? So presume I'm just imagining Nick must have told Red that Tom was in the hospital, and then. Red just did his little deep dive to find out why and what happened. I mean, $20 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of diamonds. I don't know. I mean, you got your finger on the pulse of the I underworld. I mean, he figured it out pretty quickly. The heist wasn't that good then. He knew yeah. it was Gina. 
He knows his Tom. He knows his tens of millions worth of diamonds. Yeah. Like, he knows everything. Nick didn't know that. So, yeah, Nick, but, but what Nick did know, so Nick didn't know anything. Nick was like, I'm just working. Oh my God, it's Tom Keen. Mm-hmm. I know this guy. He's a weird, he's Lizzie's guy and everything else. Calls Lizzie, and then presumably later gets a call from Red. He calls Red. Oh, he calls Red. Hey. Calls Red. He calls Red. Okay. Nick calls Red. Calls so Red. No, got it. I work for Red. <laughs> this is what's happening. So then Red says, I'm on it. He, he does a, you know, uh, uh, Marcellus, I'm on, I'm on the mother of. <laughs> The wolf will come meet you directly. <laughs> oh, oh. Children niggas out. Excuse me. Joe Braswell, anyway. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. No, I can't, I can't do, I can do Samuel L. Jackson. You can no. do Sam Jackson. No, I'm not response. doing it. I'm not doing it at all. Well, please try. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely you. not. I implore you. No, the internet Thanks, will come down Negro. on my head. Whatever he said. What did he say? <laughs> not happening. Okay. Why did you say so? Anyway. Um... I don't know what that was from. I blacked out. So, uh, he, he, so presumably he calls Red and Red, uh, you know, says that to him or something well, like that. Well, I guess that. Red could have easily put it together. How many big, huge jewelry heists had there been in the, in the last yeah, 24 hours? Yeah, where a bunch of dudes got, got shot in a van. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's easy for Red to put that one together. Sure. Uh, suspend belief for that one. Yeah, why not? There you go. And then, I'll give you one. <laughs> You're Look welcome. how generous I am. Right, and then so and then so Red then makes the arrangements to fix the to, to have the Mister Clearkin. Yeah, Clearkin. 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 And Nick does give the wink, like, "Don't worry, it's it's all it's all I got taken you. care of." Yeah. Uh, and so, thank God he was here working for me. So, like you said, so that so the police are like, "Well, I guess you didn't do it. We're all fine. We can leave Thanks, here." Man. I love That's it. fine. So, but like you said, like he's still got no name in the hospital, and he's. And he's I mean, like he's. Who is this guy? I mean, that's it. The, the cops are like, "Well, who are you?" There's no. I mean, I don't know. Tom presumably well, is just clear. Well, here's the thing. I get my understanding is unless the district attorney wants to press charges personally, unless he he wants the state to press uh, the city, the state to press charges, it's up to it would be up to Glurkin to decide whether or not to press charges. And if Glurkin, Glurkin is saying the guy works for him. Was it? If he's saying the guy works for him, then there's really nothing for the for the cops to continue to do. It doesn't make sense. Now they're, they're going to investigate the burglary. The, the insurance company will presumably investigate the burglary. But as far as what Tom is up to, it, you know, then if there's no reason to investigate it, then why would the detectives continue investigating it? That's true. So Lizzie loves Tom. Yeah, apparently. God damn, does she? Yeah, I mean, and she went and looked at the video from him at at, at yeah. Wood Wood Soup Wood Glen Wood Glen whatever Wood some darn thing and then to get a kid. I don't remember what is it, the adoption agency. Nice name. Yeah, Wood Acres. Wood Acres. <laughs> <laughs> like I know. Okay. Shady Wood Acres. Shady <laughs> Shady Acres of Wood. Shady. <laughs> Maybe the graphic, maybe the graphic design department could have did like the production department could have a little more work on the uh, Wood Acres website. It, it started at Woody Acres, but they decided <laughs> that was silly, so they just got rid of the Y and they went it's with fine. Wood Acres. It's fine. So, uh, but so Tom sort of admits that, like, I'm sorry, it was. Stu- uh, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know, Lizzie. I, you know, Gina, the $20 million. I just, I don't know. Forgive me. The rest of us, when we apologize to our wives, we say, I was out with Joe Braswell. (laughs) It got me. I have heard this before. We did some shots. (laughs) I was out with Braz. 
Oh, no. God. All right. <laughs> but I've also come home with the same excuse. I know. Babe. I was just saying. So sorry. Sorry. I was out with Brad. Yes. We did some shots. Sorry to all my friends' wives and husbands. <laughs> that may or may not be true. Uh, so, but <laughs> anyway. No, but seriously, like, I, that's it? Because I feel like that's a pretty big, you know, mistake. Like, yeah, I just, you know, the Liz, the, the diamonds. It took one one time that he gets rejected from a job to just turn Pack it in. You know, just completely Breaking turn. Out. Go back to what I know. You know what? Right. Let me just uh just one last job. As we all know, there is that never just one last job. Never. At least according to what I've learned about thieves on television, yes. there's never one last job. And movies. Um okay, and she so, just doesn't care. But, well they're in love. They're in love. And, which I'll and, buy. Which I'll buy. And, and you know, gotcha. she's been digmatized. She's got the magical vagina. I mean, there's 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 all kinds of stuff going on. A lot of power going on. A lot of power plays going on. I mean, Nick, Nick, Nick was I mean, still... Nick, Nick's winking. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I got you. I'm, Listen, yeah. Don't worry. No, I mean, there's... Uh, there's, there's We're all here for you, around when they're banging. Lindsay, what... Let, let me ask you a question. This yeah. is something we haven't touched we, on. We have, we have five minutes. I know. That's what I want to touch on. He blows fairy dust. He blows fairy... Never mind. Sorry. All right, so so everybody's talking about this, and we haven't touched on it yet. They're they're all feeling like they need to get out from under Red. They're all yes. feeling trapped by Red, and and so it's very gangster. It's very it's very mafia. Uh, how do we get out from under? And how do we get out from under? And how do we get out from under? And and it sounds to me like you know we've all been kind of operating under this idea. You know that that Red's been helping Lizzie for so long, but it is. It, it, we do have to remember that he put her in this situation in the first place. Yeah, she wouldn't be in this spot if it hadn't no, been for her. Arguably, for him, and, I don't. And the, even okay, so if you take the all the situation, way back, no, no, hold on, the situation exists. Like Lizzie is in danger. Lizzie, shit's going down with Lizzie. Red is interjected into her life to sort of protect her, to watch her. Tom's there, also there to watch her because she's in danger. And, and Red's whole thing right now is the whole reason I'm hanging out, the whole reason Chris Christopherson Boz is next door, the whole reason I'm still here is because you're safer with me than you are out in the world because there's some shit out there. People, and now that you're exposed, they're really going to come after you. So Red's not there. Like it, 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 it could be a chicken egg of like, if there was no Red, would she be okay? But now that I think Red's there to protect her. Well, I mean, if you go all the way back, right, there obviously is something behind it, right? But they don't really know that yet. They haven't gotten clear on that because Tom was planted before, but was he planted? He was planted initially by Red, right? Right. So, I mean, anyway, chicken egg it all the way back, but there, I think it's interesting we haven't really touched on it. Everybody's feeling so out from under. No, that's, a good, that's a good take. That's a hot take. And then why did he turn Drexel in? I yeah. don't understand why he turned him in. Well, because he has to give the FBI something. He's working with the FBI. You think that was the deal? He has to give the FBI. He's, his whole thing on the blacklist is, I gotta get to him first. I don't care. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Red, Red doesn't give a shit about these people. Red's like, you know, I tell you what I get, I get out of them, they'll give them to the FBI, so that, that that's our relationship. But long as I get what I need out of them first. In yes. fact, I'm feeding them these cases. So I can get what I need. They can do all the heavy lifting. I'll come in and sit on a chair with them. So you think that's it? You know, yeah. You know, make a couple. No, right. Do a monologue. I'm out of here. Let's do some quick predictions. To get out. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Oh. I have no predictions. Oh. oh. Oh God. Okay, I have a prediction. Do okay. it. Okay. Uh, no, well, I, I predicted before, but I think that this is all leading towards. I'm going to keep the baby, but I think that um, this is all leading toward uh, Katarina uh, or someone taking the baby. This is my grandchild mm-hmm. taking the baby and then going off, and then them this being some international hunt for the baby. I, I can, like I said, I can, the promos are writing themselves. Where 
is the baby. Bye, baby. Spy, baby. Damn it, Nairobi. The, <laughs> the number one in the blacklist is the spy, baby. And the, whatever it is, and they're not going to be chasing. The, they're going to. You know, every episode is them finding the baby. Just missed. You just missed her. There's a pacifier on the floor. There's a beach <laughs> right there. Like, damn it. Like, that's that's entire season four is the search for the baby. Go. That's my uh, so, so I, I, I like I like 90% mean that. So, 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 Macha Rostova running through airports with a baby Bjorn. Yes. Kids' head just flopping yes. back and forth. That's, like that's, that. that's the future. You know, and, and, and all of them wrestlers. Not wrestler, but like, uh, you know, Tom and Lizzie, like, you know. Right. Stop. Anyway, go ahead. I don't really have anything. Nothing? No, Samar's going to throw an epic baby shower. Oh, yeah. Samar. <laughs> yeah, Samar's so happy. That was a little sad little meltdown from Samar, by the way. We, we, we'll touch on next day. Yeah. The babies are Sorry, for... Sorry, I have zero predictions Sorry. on this one. No, I'm kind of I'm kind of tapped out, too. Yeah. Babies are for losers. Jewels in the corsets. Careers where it's at. All right. Anyway, poor Samar. All right. I think that's it. Oh, thank you, Marcel. Marcel. Thank you, all you guys. I think I'm on to something, too. Uh, Joe Fortes, Marcella, all, all you folks. Uh, Hannah... All, uh, Jenny, um, all the folks who are joining us in the chat room, thank you very much. All the folks who uh, have listened to us last week and every week, we appreciate you very much. Mm. Joe Flippo, where can the kids find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And my website is josephsanflippo.com. You? Me? You? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell. Thank you so much. Chica. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again next week for episode 15. 16! Darn it! 16! 16 of the Blacklist. Thanks for watching. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.